So the word indexes is used a lot here. I don't really know what context. So no one indexes the copyright tag. Don't know what that means. No one indexes the podcast dot dot person tag. I found this surprising. That's the article. Is that means like nobody, nobody um, I don't know, like uses the podcast title and who the guest is as a point of reference. I don't know. Uh, apps heavily weigh apps, he- apps heavily weigh podcast level data over episode level data. You might you might as well be speaking a different language. I don't know what's going on. You know on. what an SEO is from your website days? Oh, it's a search engine optimization, optimization <laughs> officer. <laughs> Pod- podcast app SEO is not a viable strategy. The in-app podcast search landscape is badly in need of attention. I don't know what this means. What is... Is this like an article on what makes a good podcast? It's on on how your podcast is like found and searched and stuff. You know? Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Hard to understand. I don't... I just... I'm interested by the one that says no one indexes the podcast like dot... Or... What's that? A colon person tag. My colon. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> if you found <laughs> if you found this podcast, you've done it. You've done well. Oh, I feel sorry for you if you've just stumbled upon this. So this is just the intro we do, where we talk bollocks. Not to be confused with the Talking Bollocks podcast. No, because the lads to be confused with Terence and Calvin. The, the lads two game changers in the podcast. Their industry. podcast has a crazy amount of listeners. Do, do you want to let's put out the test to see if they listen to the Zoocast? Oh yeah, right? okay. So Terence and Calvin from the Talking Bollocks podcast, we're calling you out. Are we? We're not calling you out. We're oh, calling God. you up to the balcony to see if you want to have a cup of tea. Yeah. We, so, uh, so the we lads... sometimes uh, we sometimes bump into them in the kitchen when we're upstairs putting in our little microwave dinners before the show, <laughs> and the lads are there, you know, in between recording their podcast because um, obviously the Go Loud Studios are in our building. Yeah. Um, and we're like two little shy people when they come <laughs> along. Like we they're big characters. They're big characters. I wouldn't consider us necessarily quiet people, no. but we definitely become kind of like wallflowers. The lads when take they, over the they, space. Yeah. Yeah, because in. like they're I, I I'll be honest, I do earwig a little bit because they, they have great chat. I've listened to their podcast is, is absolutely podcast. hilarious. In fairness, they're, they're two characters. They're very funny, but they're also they have they have like a lot a lot to them. Like the podcast actually isn't just talking bollocks. No, it's there's a lot it's quite of substantial. To it. Like definitely, it's um, actually really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Calvin and Terence were big fans. Yeah. So if you are listening to this now. Will you have a cup of tea with us? Or someone, if someone is listening to our podcast and you listen to them, or sorry, I'm accidentally playing footy. Uh, send this to the lads, and lads, we'll see you in Marconi House on the balcony yeah. for a, a podcast off. Yeah. Oh my god, we could join forces and be like talking zoo, talking cast. Let, leave it with me. I'll come up with something better. The zoo bollocks. <laughs> The Zoo Bollocks podcast in association with Go Loud. Love it. The crossover we didn't know we needed. This has been an ad for every podcast that isn't ours. <laughs> yeah. There's loads of good stuff coming up in this episode. At the end, our full chat with Anton Danieluk from season five of Love Island. We talk a little bit about... what. I love Anton. Oh, yeah. What what a character, eh? Yeah, what a character. And he just like exposed himself. 
told us how he's only interested in <laughs> not, oh, no. <laughs> not like that. Not like that. Like exposed. And can secrets. confirm Anton did not flash us at any moment. It was not that kind of interview. No, but he uh, he just told us how he doesn't he 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 went onto Love Island as a business move. And respect to him, nothing but respect. All the spawn con he does, he doesn't give a fuck what it's about. It's just a hashtag ad, <laughs> and he's very open about that. He's funny. And uh, lots of other stuff on the podcast. Funny stories about how you bagged your other half, and uh, more than one interesting scenarios from petrol stations. Yeah. I ended up being dragged across my bonnet. Yeah, by Anton. <laughs> no. Come here to me, lassie. <laughs> no, Get Anton did not. Get my spaghetti carbonara. Oh, I want to go home now and have a spaghetti carbonara. Yeah, carbonara. <laughs> spaghetti carbonara. That's not how you say it. Carbonara. No. Spaghetti carbonara. Something. Spaghetti carbonara. I'll make a spaghetti carbonara. Something. Spaghetti carbonara. Oh, you say it very posh. Carbonara. Say I don't know. Spagooter. Spagooter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enjoy. Bye. Suitcast with Jazz and Laura. We're talking about how you bagged your other half. If you have an interesting story for us, these are kind of weird yet heartwarming. Yeah, I love them. Uh, someone says, "Hi, I bagged my husband with my bag. I lost it when I was out with college friends one night. He was coming home from his night out and found it. He rang the number in my mobile. We met the next day to hand over the bag. That will be twenty years ago this coming October, and we are married with three kids now. Ah, that's oh, nice. That's so nice. Amy's on WhatsApp. Uh, I met my other half, and I was." kayaking in a lake I fell in and I got stuck under the kayak and swallowed a fish oh sorry God. I should be laughing oh <laughs> swallowed a fish I started drowning and choking this oh. is so bad sorry it's just funny with the fish he jumped in to help and did the Heimlich manoeuvre so I <gasps> spat out the fish and he caught it in his shirt <laughs> he asked me back to his house to have the fish for dinner it was really <laughs> disgusting sorry he wanted to eat the fish that was after being in your stomach <laughs> that that is, is a fantastic story That is an amazing story um, Someone else says Met my partner of 22 years The Monday of the August bank holiday In the hospital where I worked on nights I was working for two weeks Before I went on holidays For a month We swapped numbers And kept in contact He was gone home When I came back to work We met up again And now we have three children And are still happy together Ah, lovely Oh, so, so sweet You've got the really lovely stories I've got the rather interesting ones Orla, <laughs> also on WhatsApp Love story While walking down the street at trip to tip a guy passing by who was pillion on a motorbike we've had to look up pillion which yeah. is pillion is essentially when you're a passenger on a motorbike so, so on the back yeah, not the driver the back, not the driver uh, a guy passing who was pillion on a motorbike slapped me on the behind oh it hurt my now partner of nearly 30 years has a similar story while travelling pillion at trip to tip he decided to slap the behind of a girl he spotted while travelling past no he reckoned his hand hurt his description of me fits what are the chances met properly about two years later in New York very romantic I know that's, that's mad. mad and that also sounds like they both didn't know it just it just like would have came up in conversation like oh I slapped the arse of a young one at a festival or whatever do you know and he and she's like hang on I got my arse slapped by some <laughs> fella on a motorbike he was like that was me that was me I feel like as well she did say it was 30 years ago I don't think it would have the same romantic effect no 30 years later definitely not uh, if, this, if that happened just last week you'd not be happy about it you'd be livid <laughs> if you knew it was that person you wouldn't be happy definitely not some people are into that though I don't know Sophie's on WhatsApp I met my, my now partner when I was working in the bar and he came in for his friend's birthday party or whatever 
and uh, he was obviously a designated driver so he was drinking non-alcoholic beer and naturally as a bartender I slagged him and thought he was cute great grand about three or four days later I got a text message from him saying it's like oh I heard you did music I was like oh yeah grand no bother it's been about four years three four years now uh, we still haven't created any music so you can imagine how that not so first date first date went again oh interesting stories and like do, doing the music is that like a, an innuendo are you familiar oh, I don't know I want to know want to do the music with me very noisy baby making music mm-hmm. the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura Jazz's jump for joy Jazz's jump for joy in aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. Oh, and Friday, the 13th of August, is less than two weeks away, which also happens to be the day I'm going to be chucking myself out of a plane. I know. Now, last week I revealed to you, Jazz, that you are, in fact, going to be jumping out of a plane on Friday the 13th. Have you... You've had a few days away from me. Have you calmed down about the situation? Like... Calm down, I don't know. I just have to accept it because there's no going back. It's We're too close to the date now because it's Friday week. Mm. Like, it's not Friday this week, it's Friday next week that I'm going to be jumping out of a plane. There's nothing really I can do about it. No, you're going to be absolutely fine, though, you know. Don't be superstitious at all. It's only another day. It's very easy for you to say. <laughs> it is. It's extremely easy. I could say it again and again. Everything's going to be grand. We are raising money for the Down Syndrome Centre. A fantastic charity for they, they're doing incredible work for young young people with Down syndrome and their families. And um, we got to visit the Down syndrome centre last week, you and I, Laura, and just being there and actually seeing firsthand the work that they do, and also meeting some of the kids that were attending a workshop there. It was it was so eye opening. Yeah, it was an amazing morning, and as you said, we got shown around by all the incredible staff that worked there. And you know, it was really just a really just hit home how much how far the donations are going to go. A lot of things in there are tailor-made to suit the centre. They are not cheap, you know? So every single donation counts and will go towards a really, really great cause to changing people's lives. We also spoke to some of the staff there on the day and this week we're going to play you some of the audio. So what you're going to hear now, um, you're going to hear from Madeline who was on the fundraising fundraising and communications team at the Down Syndrome Centre and she's going to tell you about just what they do there, where the donations go, what they fund, uh, and also um, the supports they have for families. We have had parents come through the door and we've been the first person, the first service provider that their baby who's six weeks old with Down syndrome has. So the minute that they walk into the door, that's the kind of community that we want to be able to foster is a welcome and a congratulations for their children because a lot of the times, you know, unfortunately parents aren't greeted with that kind of congratulations when they have a baby with Down syndrome. It's, oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear. We we don't say sorry. <laughs> you know, we kind of embrace the fact that every child's unique. Every child is able to do so much. So yeah, for us, I mean, obviously the, the services are essential, but at the end of the day, it's creating that kind of community and that network for, for families and for parents to be able to say, you're not alone in this, you know, like you have a friend in the community here. You know, we, we don't receive any government funding at the moment. You know, we're, we're not related to the HSC. So every donation that we get is privately funded or from grants. So the moment you walk in the centre, you see where it goes. <laughs> That's what makes what Jazz is doing so incredible is the fact that, you know, he's raising money for a charity that directly 
impacts the lives of children and their families with Down syndrome. So, you know, it goes to our occupational therapy gym, uh, where I'm sure you saw Jazz do loads of <laughs> nice tricks. Uh, and, you know, it goes into the therapies, be able to, you know, pay the salaries of our therapy staff and, and make sure that there are actual services for kids. It goes to the running of the centre. It keeps the lights on. You know, it it adds to our sensory room, which is so essential for, for children because a lot of kids here have a dual diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder and Down syndrome. So, you know, I suppose you walk in and you see the immediate use of the money that, that Jazz is going to be raising for us, which is brilliant. And we're so delighted to be able to partner with Spin and with Jazz on this because every penny that's raised goes directly into the kids. So there you go. Like we can tell you, we can tell you here ourselves every day, but I think it's much better to, to hear it from the centre because that's where every every cent of the donations are going and it's where they're needed. And they're like Madeline said, they're not mm. government funded. Everything they get is from the generosity of the public, which is what we're really trying to help out with ultimately. Totally. And every single donation will add up. So even if you're there thinking right now, oh, I won't be able to give too much, even a euro, something as small as the price yeah. of a coffee, Every single donation adds up and will help go towards the Down Syndrome Centre and change people's lives. As I said, they don't get any government funding. Every single penny that you can spare yeah. will absolutely go to a great cause. And you hear that all the time when people are doing, you know, campaigning and fundraising. Oh, like two or three year old will make a difference. It honestly will. It totally does, yeah. Because, you know, when 10 people do that, when 100 people do that, it adds up very quick. So if you would like to donate, we'd absolutely love it. Absolutely anything at all. Two or three euro will be going such a long way. You heard it from Madeline there yourself. So if you can and you'd like to donate right now, we'll make it very easy for you. If you WhatsApp the word donate to 087-711-1038, we'll send you back the donation link and you can click it. You'll be brought straight there. Or you can donate on the Spin website have a listen. Jazz's Jump for Joy. Jazz's Jump for Joy. In aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. Head to spin1038.com slash jump to donate. Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Jazz had a very traumatising time at the garage on Saturday. Yeah, Jesus. What's going on here now? <laughs> okay, so you're asking me, why don't I hoover my car at home? I'm not asking you that. Nobody asked you that. You did. You asked me that about this five This is one of those, ago. literally nobody Silent Laura Bracken. So anyway, back to why I hoover my car. Literally no one asked Laura. Okay, well I'll tell you why I don't hoover my car at home. I don't hoover my car at home because I don't have one of those fancy cordless hoovers that you can just detach. You can get an extension lead, I'm sure you have one. I do have one of them, there but that go. would mean I would have to so in my in my garden there's only room for one car and usually my dad's car is in the garden. You can move it. So I'd have to, this is the thing, I'd have to get them to move it and I'd have to put my car in, get or, the extension cable out. It's just as easy but, to drive up to the garage. But the extension lead would probably go out to where you park your car, which is outside your driveway. Yeah, but it's way across the road. You can't put extension lead across the road. Why not? Because you can't. <laughs> yes, you can. Ah, uh, you can. You can. You don't want to be annoying the neighbours. Anyway, <laughs> That's annoying I was out and about and I wanted to go and check my tyres anyway, put a bit of tire air in my tyres. And <laughs> Who trusts you with a car, seriously? <laughs> I'm great with cars. Anyway, so I went up anyway, parked the garage, Was I did my tyres, that was all grand. I was like, I'm going to give my car a little bit of a hoover. I'm prone to snacking in my car. I love eating in my car. So it's very crummy all of That's the time. All right. So I was like, right, need to give it a hoover. And I don't know who in the world invented the vacuum at the garage that I go to, but it is so 
short. Like I couldn't have parked any closer to the machine and I couldn't even stretch it to the back of my car. Now, Jazz, you know me. I drive a small car. Yeah, yeah. It's a very small car. It's like, what am I going to do? So I put my money in anyway and it was like a five minute timer. So I was like, right, I've only got five minutes. So as I like try to pull the thing, it it isn't stretching. It's like, right. So I tried to like walk back towards the, the vacuum. But as I pulled it, it like... It was almost like a bungee cord. It like dragged me back and didn't I like, kind of like fall on top of my bonnet and slide down the bonnet a little bit. If there was CCTV, I want to see it. But oh my God, I was absolutely mortified. Like literally, like it was proper like, you know, as well, when you're trying to grab on and your hands squeak. <laughs> you were trying to hang onto your car as if the Hoover was like sucking you back into yeah. its lair. Like we're going to take Laura Bracken as a hostage. That's exactly how it felt. And then it was like, a. Ra- it honestly felt like I was on on some kind of like game show like, I was like what's this like Takichi's ex- Castle I was like how's this extra level of like the cube like is Philip Schofield <laughs> gonna come out and be like you're doing great but you just lost a life like I couldn't believe it and then I was, so I was trying to like pull it anyway so it was like race against time it was the trickiest thing ever I like I literally got my seat hoovered I couldn't get like past my seat I had to go around the other side to do the passenger side and I couldn't even stretch it enough to get like in between the two seats that's right. like a nightmare either you did it wrong and you didn't you just like didn't see the like unleash button or it was caught on is, something is there an unleash button I don't button? know I hoover my car myself <laughs> outside my gaff like a normal person I think I think I need to invest in a cordless hoover because I don't want to be dragged across my bonnet again there you by go. a vacuum attacked by the vacuums I know coming soon to Netflix the vac attack the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura Jazz I did something today that I'm absolutely just so embarrassed by and there's just no fixing No fixing. No fixing. So in case you're not familiar, every single Thursday on the Zoo Crew at nine o'clock, Jazz and I, we have a mystery guest. So Jazz and I, we take it in turns and we invite a mystery guest onto the show. The other person doesn't know who it is and they have to guess who is on the phone, right? Yeah, for a feature we like to call... Mystery Guest! (laughs) So I was emailing a mystery guest. (laughs) I almost said who it was. That would have totally defeated the purpose. And... We're having a bit of back and forth, you know, I'm prepping them for coming on the show in the coming weeks and I I was in a bit of a rush. I had a lot of things to do today and I was kind of sending emails off my phone, not really thinking and, uh, you know, got to the end of the emails like, thanks a mail, went to go write my name, yeah. thought I typed out Laura, mm-hmm. didn't Yeah. and I saw that I didn't type out the correct name and instead I just sent it. Michelle. No, <laughs> I realised that when I'm typing really, really fast and I go to type Laura, Sometimes my name will auto-correct to Lewis. Lewis? Lewis. <laughs> Not like the name like Lewis. It's Lewis <laughs> like the tram. <laughs> Lewis, the Irish word. L-U-A-S. Lewis Bracken. So it's like <laughs> Lewis. And I was like, oh, no. So now my mystery guest thinks that I'm a train <laughs> and I was just like oh uh, for god's sake but the fact that I was typing so fast I saw that it's spelled L-U-A-S and I just instead, so of, instead of trying to delete it I just hit send and I was like great regards Lewis so you should have just been like oh my god I'm so sorry about that I just really love um, the rapid <laughs> the rapid transit system that's in Dublin yeah you know so I haven't got a reply. Well, in fairness, it wasn't really a mail that like they had to reply to. It was kind of more like, look, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Here's all yeah. the details. Um, but oh, yeah. I hope they just reply and say, no worries. <laughs> yours sincerely, Bus Aaron. <laughs> Dublin bus, no problem. But I was just like, oh, for God's sake. And then now they think like, 
like you know I've I've had autocorrect I've had people email me and say hi Lauren yeah people often come on the show and think your name is Lauren people sometimes come on the show and call me Lauren I'm like that's fine Laura and Lauren are the same Laura you hate it though it does <laughs> bug me when people call me Lauren but I'm just as bad for not correcting people but look yeah. mistakes happen it's fine I get names wrong too but Laura and Lewis yeah. L-U-A-S so was it autocorrect or did you actually type it so I thought I was like typing Laura but I must have just like hit whatever way I hit like the L the A the U or A sometimes <laughs> the L the A the <laughs> U or A that's how you spell my name okay um, so it obviously just came out as like give me an L <laughs> give me an A give me an L give me an A give me, an a, give me a U or A oh, like it's, it's it's one thing for someone else to get your name wrong when you get your own name wrong yeah. they're going to be like what's going on yeah, sometimes so. I type in has as in has like yeah. J-A-Z has as in H-A-Z <laughs> not J-A-Z oh H-A-Z no J-A-Z would, have, would actually be correct that is actually I, how you spell my I name I still don't know how to spell your name oh it's a it's a Spanish J Chaz <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, to future mystery guests I hope you enjoy me calling myself Lewis yeah interesting that, that you're bringing up a, a time now where you embarrass yourself because I have I want to talk about something on the way that I spotted over the weekend and oh. it also reminded me of a time that you embarrassed yourself <laughs> in front of someone oh no What's the, what's of, high, of high status. Oh, God. Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. What's going on? Why am I wet? Tell us, rain. What do you mean, stop? <laughs> you have to be ready to come on air. I was literally, you saw me clearing my throat and you put the mics up on Then purpose. I put them back down because yeah. I knew you weren't ready and then I put them up because nah. we were supposed to come in. You're like, <laughs> Now, the amount of times that you cough mid-link Yeah You just like you pull down the, the buttons and you're like, <laughs> Yeah I know Because I have the buttons here <laughs> I need my own button I'm no, complaining No button for you I'm starting a petition Get Laura her own mic button No H and AJ Tracy <laughs> That was rain on spin H How have you been? How's the last year been? Life is busy Busy man you get me <laughs> Turned into a busy man I weren't a busy man last year I weren't a busy man last year He weren't a busy man last year uh, A few minutes ago You were telling us about How you embarrassed yourself Writing an email When you signed off Lewis Yeah L-U-A-S Like the transport Yep I hope in that mystery guest Who you were booking Comes on Refers to you as Lewis Jazz and Lewis Yeah that'd be nice That's a nice ring to it Doesn't it um, I was away in Ackle Over the weekend And on my way home As I was I had to pull in To refuel the car Before the four hour drive mm-hmm. Long old schlog And I've never come across This before <laughs> What? Schlog Schlog Long schlog <laughs> I've never come across This before But when I lifted The petrol pump The petrol pump Spoke to me Oh it Did said, it say You will have a great drive Jazz Put me in your car. No, it didn't. But it said, and I was so I, I was so amazed by this, and I was thinking about it. So I lifted the pump again once I'd finished, and I recorded what it was <laughs> saying. Well, probably not a good idea to take out phone while petrol is involved. But I, but I said I must do it for the vine. Okay. So this is what it said, and this is a, a recording straight from the petrol pump. Once I lifted the pump up, getting ready to put the petrol in. You have selected unleaded. Get this correct. <laughs> the petrol pump goes. You have, have selected, selected unleaded. unleaded. This is, is correct. Is this correct? Oh, is it saying, is this correct? Yeah, so basically... It's saying, this is correct. No, so it's basically to prevent you from putting diesel in a petrol car. Okay, so have a listen again. You have selected unleaded. Get this correct. I thought it said, that is correct. No. Listen again. Get this correct. That is correct. Is this, this correct? Correct. Hang on. Get this correct. That says, that is correct. Is this correct? Get this correct. That says, that is. Get this... Get this... 
That is. I that think is. Is this? This is like a Yanni or Laurel. Yeah, it's correct. I heard. <laughs> I hear Lewis. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, grey and white. Yeah, L U A S. Lewis. So I thought it was that is correct, and I still think it is that is correct. And I was thinking to myself, why? Why would a petrol pump say that? Yeah, I get. I get. It's like a safety message, so you're mm. so you're so you're sure not to put in diesel if you're having unleaded or vice versa or whatever. Yeah. But because it's really bad quality and I thought it said that is correct I was just thinking like oh imagine you were like really tired in the middle of the night and you you couldn't remember or you weren't really thinking about it and you heard the petrol pump say to you you selected unleaded that is correct if you had a diesel car you'd hear that say that is correct you'd be like oh yeah thanks and you wouldn't think twice about it I still think she says this is correct I think if they're doing that they should correct I think if they're doing that they should really have it crystal clear so that there isn't any confusion yeah the way I remember is the, the petrol one is usually green and I'm like green is good no the petrol one is always green yeah yeah. so I'm like green green is good good for you yeah might good for gr- me might not be good for someone else no but I, that's how I remember from yeah. my car good yeah get this correct that is correct get this correct or maybe she says get this correct get this correct <laughs> yeah I don't know you've chosen let it get this correct or your car is totaled this reminds me though of a moment that you embarrass yourself keeping on the vibe of you embarrassing yourself when we were talking last year to James Arthur and Sigala oh, no. and you, you you were supposed to ask James Arthur a question but oh, instead no. you just told James Arthur you were like do you know what I'll, I'll just I'll just play it oh, no. and you, you just told him rather than ask oh, a no, question no, no. here we go James you were in Dublin uh, early March of this year you did a UK and Ireland tour that's correct um <laughs> That's correct. Oh my god! <laughs> you are James Arthur. That is correct. You did a gig. That is correct. Tick for Laura. <laughs> Doing my job right. I meant to say that's correct. Like that's right. And then I was like, that is correct. That's correct. Come on. Oh, stay to me sometimes. You and the petrol pump. You're in cahoots. <laughs> oh my life. That is correct. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Jazz's jump for joy. Jazz's jump for joy. In aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. How are you feeling, Jazz? We are just over a week away from Jazz's Jump for Joy. You're going to be doing a skydive all in aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. How are you feeling? Friday next week, which is tomorrow week. We're eight days away. Not Uh, only is it Friday week, it's Friday the 13th. Yes. Might I add? Yes, Friday the 13th next week. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm actually getting really nervous now. Are you? Yeah. (laughs) They're really kicking in now. Up until this point, you were like, oh, it's three weeks away. It's ages away. And now you're like, it's it's a a week away. I know. I was giving it loads up to now. But now, like, everyone's asking me about it. I, like, I've, I've been, had to, like, read forms and look at videos videos and pictures and like actually get myself ready to, to do a skydive Psych to jump out of the, I'm, I'm crapping a brick now oh <laughs> I actually yes. am and I was happy to like I actually I still am looking forward to it but now I'm like you know I've been picturing in my mind like being up there in the plane with the door swinging open <laughs> and me having and you won't be able to hear anything no. it's going to be so loud and, and, the, and the lads there being like okay Jazz it's your time to jump and I'll be like Oh God! And I, I, you know, I can actually feel how cold it's going to be up there because you know the way, kind of like when you're up really high, or like oh, I, I don't yeah. know. Well, maybe it's going to be really warm, but I think it's going to be really cold when the door of the airplane I've, opens and this wind swooshing on by, and I have to, I have to jump into nothing, into the sky. Maybe you'll be warm though because you'll be absolutely sweating. I'd say there'll be a big warm lump in my pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you know what? It, it's kind of refreshing to see you a little bit nervous because yeah. up until this point, you've been you've been borderline cocky about it. I know, You'd be like, I know. I'm grand. I'm going to jump out of a plane. It's going to be fine. And now I think you're realizing. No, I am. Hi, I'm Jazz Keen. I'm jumping out of a plane. Yeah, I know. That you is know? that is absolutely it. We are raising money for the Down Syndrome Centre. Laura and I got to visit there last week and see the wonderful things that they do for young people with Down Syndrome and their and their families. And it was just so eye opening and so incredible to witness it firsthand because we try and we try our best to you know we're really trying to drive for donations that is that is the whole point of Jazz Jump for Joy raising money for the Down Syndrome Centre but I feel we are very lucky to get to see it and to get mm. to meet some of the kids who are there who use the facilities who rely on the therapists to teach them things that you and I take for granted like holding a pencil throwing a ball interacting with other people that you know it takes young people with Down Syndrome just a little bit longer to be able to learn how to do and they're really teaching them how to reach their full potential which is so important and oh, they deserve every cent yeah it was such an incredible morning and you know we were as I said Jazz we were very lucky to be invited up and to get to have a look around and meet everyone up there and it was just such an enjoyable morning we spoke to some of the staff some of the therapists there been playing you clips of our chats all week and you're going to hear again now from Madeline, who's part of the communications and fundraising team at the Down Syndrome Centre and she's going to tell you a little bit about the services they provide to young people with Down Syndrome and their families so the first thing when parents and children walk through the doors is they're greeted by our reception staff and then into the family room to be able to be greeted by our therapists. Um, we have occupational therapists in the centre as well as speech and language therapists uh, and a wealth of kind of other group services and, and children's services. Uh, and we provide services for children from when they're born. Uh, up until now our young adult program together academy through the age of 35 so we're really kind of a multi-disciplinary center providing a range of services to children with down syndrome the services that we provide are absolutely essential in terms of helping children uh, and young adults reach their full potential that's the the aim and the mission of our center and as a charity as a whole is helping children be the best version of themselves so you know from things that some, some of us take for granted, like being able to hold a pencil and write your homework to being able to sit in a chair to opening your lunchbox or all the, the really little things that we ourselves think, oh sure, you know, that's just how you do it and you don't really think of it. So it's really helping children, I suppose, be able to learn and grow and develop into brilliant young adults. And that is the exact reason we're doing it. Mm -hmm. The services they provide are so important and so vital. They get no government funding. They rely 100% on donations from the public. On, and that's exactly what we're trying to do now. We're trying to give an opportunity for to, to raise awareness and to yeah. give people a little bit of insight. Because, again, what we were saying at the very start was we didn't really know a whole lot about about Down syndrome and how families are affected so much and how um, supports like this are so important to the lives of people with Down syndrome. 100%. If you can spare anything at all, even the price of a coffee, just a euro, anything you can spare, uh, head on over to Spin's uh, website where you can donate there for its last jump. Anything will be greatly appreciated. All of the donations will add up. Every single cent will go towards the Down Syndrome Centre. They absolutely need our funds. They absolutely deserve our yeah. funds. And um, anything we can do to help, it, it, anything at all, anything you can donate, please, please do. One week to go. I'm going to be jumping out of a plane in the run-up to this to raise money for the Down Syndrome Centre. I'm starting to get really nervous. <laughs> I think you've probably heard my voice. Uh, some easy ways to donate right now because they're really trying to push donations with one week 
week to go if you're on Instagram head to the spin Instagram the link is in our bio you can text the word donate to us right now on WhatsApp 87 we'll send you the direct donation link or if you want to donate a quick 4 euro text the word or text the letters DSC to 50300 and that will be a quick 4 euro donation to the Down Syndrome Centre um, or on the Spin website we'll take you right there as well here's the details on anything you can spare they're going to be going such a long way and thank you Jazz's Jump for Joy Jazz's Jump for Joy in aid of the Down Syndrome Centre head to spin1038.com slash jump to donate the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura get Jazzy on Yes, every single Thursday just after half past eight we assign Jazz a specific topic for Get Jazzy on it. Three bits of criteria I have written down. If Jazz gets matches two out of three, he wins. Are you ready for your presentation on yeah. the icon, the legend that is Shrek? Shrek, mm. my favourite movie and of course the main character from my oh, favourite movie. Incredible. Main character, main character in life, Shrek. A very broad topic very interesting topic though it's very interesting a lot, of, a lot of trivia a lot of knowledge going on yeah with Shrek okay so Shrek of course was the protagonist in the hit movie Shrek he was <laughs> uh, so Shrek the word is based on a German word also called Shrek but spelt S C H or E C K, which means terror or fright and of course he's a big mm-hmm. scary ogre um, Shrek has a Hollywood walk of fame star for himself I actually got a picture it's the only star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame (laughs) that I want to get a picture with no way and I did and I got it and I'm so happy with it Um, so apparently his his fictional biography states that apparently and it's an ogre tradition that he was that Shrek himself was sent away by his parents on his seventh birthday as in to just get away from the family and uh, and another theory is that um, ogres his parents were uh, were banished from their swamp Okay, yeah. did not know that. Uh, I was Mike Myers, who did the voice of Shrek, who made him Scottish. Yeah. He wasn't initially supposed to be Scottish, but, but Mike Myers said that, oh, you know, he always viewed Shrek as working class and uh, being controlled by the upper class English, who was Lord Farquaad. He's like, no, it makes sense that Shrek is Scottish. So oh. he made him Scottish. Originally, it was supposed to be voiced by a guy called Chris Farley, who I think was a Saturday Night Live uh, contributor, kind of comedian mm. guy. He recorded about 80% of the lines and then died. Oh, no. So then they obviously had to replace him. Mike Myers is brought in and Mike Myers is like, we're changing this completely because I don't want this to be like the same as your man Chris Farley because I think he was very good. So they wanted Mm. to change it completely. Interesting. So they did. Also, Nicolas Cage was asked (laughs) to be Shrek, but he turned down the role because he didn't want to be an ogre. An ogre. Um, Also, Steven Spielberg, who at some stage had the rights or bought the movie rights to it, wanted Bill Murray and Steve Carell to be... Steve Carell? No, sorry. Oh, what's the name? Steve from Cheaper by the Dozen? What's the name? Oh, Steve. Steven. Steve. 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 Oh, Steve. No. Is it, it's, it's something to see. It's Steve. Uh, it is Steve. What the hell? Oh, this anyway, is Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. He, uh, Steven Spielberg wanted them to be Trek and Donkey. Um, the movie saved DreamWorks. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. The, mo- uh, the movie saved DreamWorks financially. They were going bust and then Trek obviously just 
was such a success uh, and his best friend is a donkey called Donkey yay that was an incredible <laughs> presentation Jazzy Pass with flying colours yes uh, you got the two out of the three uh, Shrek Shrek the German word meaning for meaning fright or terror um, because you know ogres scary scary mass swamp um, I also had written down that Nicolas Cage originally turned down the role and didn't want to be an ogre and the other bit of criteria that I had that I thought was quite fascinating filmmakers who were working on this movie took mud baths took mud baths so they could get acquainted with the mud and yeah. really know what they were talking about so when they were making this movie they were like yeah the mud should be like this this is exactly how Shrek Swamp should be and study how it moves incredible yeah, yeah talk I about did, getting into character or what I did read that I just didn't write it down well incredible two out of three you did great not bad I was never going to fail my lord and saviour Shrek no Shrek Christ cast with Jazz and Laura nothing better than a lovely country walk Oh, did you go on one today? No. No? Not did you? No, I didn't actually. No. no. I'm just saying, nothing nicer. Yeah, I do love a good stroll. Ah, some things nicer. But it's lovely to get out in the air and go for a big old hike. Nice bit of fresh air in the lungs. Yeah. Mm. And away from city and hustle and bustle and traffic. And you can just hear the birds chirping. Yeah, just nature and nothing man-made yeah. or uh, disgusting. It's really relaxing. Well... That's what one lady thought. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you about Marion. She's oh, poor Marion. Marion. She's from Coventry over in the UK. Okay. And she went out for a lovely uh, country walk on a trail that they often go, let the dogs off, have a lovely walk. And, uh, you're right. Yeah, something stuck in my throat. Okay. Uh, and anyway, they were there recently. And then they were kind of shocked when half their trail was blocked off then all of a sudden there was big, these big big um, steel barriers and then all of a sudden there was just these sirens going off what? so much so that she thought she'd done something wrong have a listen she explains it better than I will so we came on Saturday to find that public footpath had been fenced off and diverted and we set up these electronic um Sentinels, which was a, a real shock, actually, really made us jump. So, really shocked at the sirens. So, was that noise in the background, the, the noise of the sirens? No. No. Do you want to hear the sirens? Yeah. This is no joke. Okay. Obviously, Coventry is over in the UK, like yeah. mainland Britain, over the water. And but for some reason, the siren has a very strong Northern Irish accent. Warning! Warning! <laughs> so they're just on a, a country walk, and all of a sudden, there's oh my god! It sounds like the purge. Ah! Fire lies before we come and get you. Oh my god, you'd be so nervous, wouldn't you? I'd, I know. I'd be freaking out. She went on to say it sounded like 1984, you know, the George Orwell novel. Big Brother is mm, watching you. Never read it. No? You didn't, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. No, we, we studied it for the Leaving Cert. You did, yeah. <laughs> I didn't read it my own accord. <laughs> I love how you're like, Jazz, you read two books in your time. Captain Underpants and now apparently 1984 by George Orwell <laughs> I have it's a groundbreaking novel <laughs> what's it about? oh a dystopian future in which uh, it's 
like a big it's like a police state oh. a lot of contrasts have been made between 1984 and the current COVID-19 pandemic in Ireland oh really it actually is good in fairness but it's very hard to grasp but it's like there's cameras watching you watching you your every move and if you go if you go uh, there's like cameras in, t- in the TVs and all oh if you, if you like start talking against the the powers that be you're in trouble you're shipped off that that's, the, that's, like the end, that's, that's the end of you that sounds like a book I'd really enjoy yeah I know yeah, I just think we should install one of these sirens with the very same scary Northern Irish accent up at the fridge in the kitchen for when you're going up there trying to steal people's food how do I do that <laughs> Security, your presence has been detected. The owner and police have been informed. The owner of this pasta salad has been informed. Says says the fella who ate fully charged uh, Subway. <laughs> hey. Because it was on your desk earlier on. Fully charged didn't finish their Subway. They actually didn't even start the Subway. So it was going to go to waste. They're not back in till Monday. Yeah, stealing other people's food. I'm watching you. Warning. Warning. We're coming down from the north to get you. <laughs> The Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura. Jazz's jump for joy. Jazz's jump for joy. In aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. Oh, this day next week. I will have already jumped out of a plane, but it's going down next Friday, which is Friday the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks to Laura, who who, look, who kindly looked after the admin side and no booking problem. in the date. And you just so happen to book it in on Friday the 13th. I love a bit of life admin, you know. Yeah, when it's your own life and you're not, <laughs> you're not booking in important life events on superstitious days when things naturally go wrong. Look, you told me you wanted to do it on a Friday around the beginning of August. You didn't know there was a Friday the bloody 13th then I didn't cop that it was Friday the 13th I just said yeah second Friday in August sounds great then I checked my calendar and I oop yeah you oop now I have to (laughs) (laughs) so Jazz is Jump for Joy if you're just hearing about it we are raising money for the Down Syndrome Centre they are an amazing charity excuse me they're doing incredible work for young people with Down Syndrome and their families if you'd like to check out the video of when Laura and I got to visit last week meet the therapists we were shown the actual centre and more important we got to meet some of the kids who were there on the day Uh, they were attending one one of the workshops and Jesus, we were in the door at two minutes and they were singing songs for us and showing us around, performing dances. It was just amazing. Yeah, it's such an incredible place and it's it's a really important place, you know. Like they were they were just talking us through everything that they do, the workshops that they run, their Together Academy, which prepares people for, you know, working life. And it yeah. just, it really is absolutely incredible. And we want to raise as much funds as we can for them because they're non-government funded. They deserve every single penny and every single bit of money that they get goes into the centre it's it's not cheap to run it's yeah. not cheap to build it's tailor made uh, for the needs of the people and the, and the children who, who go to it yeah. and it's um, it's just such a, an incredible place and we, we know that they how much they deserve all of the money yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, it's incredibly expensive to run to pay the therapist to keep the electricity and the lights mm-hmm. on to custom build things like the sensory room which is a room where some of the kids can go if they just need to get away from you know for, for get away for a few minutes and relax a lot of the kids have a dual diagnosis with autism spectrum disorder and you know things can get in on top of you very quick so sensory room is there the sensory room cost 75,000 euro to build alone alone yeah and that's just and it's actually quite a small room 
due to its very nature and that small room costs so much money so you can only begin to imagine how much the actual centre costs to run so that's exactly why we're doing this and we had said at the start of the show that we were very close to hitting two grand in, to- in donations I think we're, we're what are we 40 euro away uh, yes we are on 1,955 so, so we're 45 euro there. away almost there if you would like to donate uh, head over to the Spin Instagram account the link is in the bio you can head to the Spin website just stick in forward slash jump but we're saying as well tonight on the show for anyone who donates uh, you'll go into the draw to win a cosy crew jumper uh, John is with us on the line hello John how are you hi John hi Laura how are you Great. pretty good what are you up to this evening not much now I was just in the car on the way home to Kilkenny there when um, when I heard you on the radio Ah, very, very good. Nice. Thank you, so, so. I haven't heard it previously, previously, so fair play to you. I'm familiar enough with the centre now, and it's a great cause, so fair play to you, and I hope it goes well for you now next yeah. week. Yeah, oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, you're right, you're dead right. It's an amazing cause. Uh, we got your donation. We saw you sent back uh, yeah. a screenshot of it. First of all, thank you for your donation. We really, really appreciate it. And also, well done, because you just won yourself a cosy crew jumper. So you can be very cosy now for the next few days if the weather doesn't pick up. A lovely black crew neck sweater with the pink cosy crew designs on it. I guarantee you're going to be looking lovely and feeling cosy. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> thanks, Emil. Thanks, a for your generosity, John. Really appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem at all. And thanks, guys. And best of luck now next week, John. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the date doesn't come against you. Yeah, I know. So you said it. I'll do my best anyway. Thanks, Emil, dude. Have a great weekend. Okay, cheers. Thanks for having you guys. Bye bye. And uh, and thank you everyone for your donations tonight and on the past few weeks as well. We're absolutely buzzed with all the with all the donations, and we really, really appreciate them. And we know that the guys at the Down Syndrome Centre do as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Also, have to give a shout out to the guys at Timeless Design uh, and Brian has been in contact because just there in the last few minutes, Brian has sent through a message and he's basically said that, look, you know, we know that you're nearly on two grand donations. So if you guys reach two and a half grand by the jump next week, that the guys at Timeless Design will chuck in 500 quid extra to bring us up to three grand. That would be amazing. so, So first of all, a huge yeah. thank you to Timeless Design for setting us this challenge. We, we, we'll, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a good yeah. bash. We really appreciate the gesture. And uh, hopefully we can get there. And, you know, if we get an extra 500 quid to bump us up, that will be absolutely massive. So thank you to Timeless Design uh, for offering that. And thank you for donating. And if you'd still like to donate, we really would appreciate absolutely anything. Yeah, no donation is too small. Don't worry if you feel like you can't give a lot. Every single donation will add up. Yeah. And we know how much it will, it, how far it will go and how much it will mean to the Down Syndrome Centre for all of your donations. So no matter how small it is, yeah. please, please send us. We will greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Times are tough. So whatever you can afford yeah. yourself is hugely appreciated. And thank you so much. Links to donate in the Spin Instagram bio, in my Instagram bio, at JazzKeenDJ. Um, and where else? If you want to text the word donate to 50300, that's a quick four euro donation that will go straight to the centre or more details over on the Spin website right now. Thank you so much for the, the yeah. donations tonight. That's been absolutely huge. Put a huge smile on my face and I know the guys in the Down Syndrome Centre, they're always listening as well and they're constantly telling us how much it means to them. So thank you. This is very, this is warming my heart right now. And we're just checked again we are 25 euro away from two grand (laughs) look if we can get to two grand before nine o'clock before the show finishes I will backflip out of that plane (laughs) Jazz's Jump for Joy Jazz's Jump for Joy
in aid of the Down Syndrome Centre. Head to spin1038.com slash jump to donate. Looking back at last week, <laughs> Laura is searching for a victory this week. Yes! The mystery guest. Who is this person? Oh, it's all to play for this week on Mystery Guest. Squeaky bum time. No, not quite yet. Yes, it is Mystery Guest. We do it every single Thursday at nine o'clock on the Zoo Crew. We take it in turns inviting a mystery guest on the show while the other person alongside you has to guess who is on the phone. Again, if you missed last week's mystery guest, listen to last week's episode of the Zoocast. You can hear it all unfold. Controversy from the get-go. Yeah, so I'm looking. I I, I, I want you to be victorious, but I also wouldn't mind you seeing you get it wrong. Yeah, you, you know? want me to absolutely sweat. All right. <laughs> uh, I do not know who we are about to be joined by on the line. It's my job to work it out along with your help. So if you have any uh, help for me or questions or things you want to put to mystery guest, 087-711-1038. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Hello, mystery guest. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Such so a sweet voice. So sweet. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Jazz and our mystery guest have been acquainted. Jazz, you now get 60 seconds to ask our mystery guest as many yes-no questions as you possibly can. All right, here we go. Mystery guest, have you ever been interviewed on Spin before? Yes. Have you been interviewed on Spin in the last two months? Yes. Have you been interviewed by either me or Laura? No. Do you, uh, are you a music person? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> are you solo or part of a group? Solo. Um, do you play instruments? I do, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you released new music in the last two months? I have, yes. <laughs> Do you, have you announced any gigs for the future? No. Have you collabed with anyone in the last six months? No. Uh, have you been on telly recently? No. Nope. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm out of time. Okay, that is time oh jazz you look a little bit nervous yeah there's yeah this is this could be tricky yes i think i may be getting my victory over jazz this week okay mystery guest you have three pieces of information for jazz these will either help or hinder yeah um take it away mystery guest so I'm an artist from Kerry and my daily single was played on House Party with Marty Goodwill and on the Zoo Crew first play. Um, oh. I have... Okay. Well, I keep going. Yeah, 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 go, go, for it, sorry, yeah, yeah. go for it. I have three singles out and my latest single is about coming out of lockdown and better days ahead. Okay. And my third clue is I have blonde hair and I was in a film called The Lobster a few years back. Oh, they are good clues. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I had a name there in my head, but I'm pretty sure that person does not have blonde hair. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is very interesting. Yes. So, okay, right. 
<laughs> There's so many things going through my head now. Yeah, so Jazz, you look very, very confused. Jazz, we're going to go off. We're going to give you just a couple of minutes to go and gather your thoughts. And when you come back, you can have a bonus question if you need to. But we're going to find out who our mystery guest is. Also, in the meantime, if you think you can get it ahead of Jazz, put your guess into us 087-711-1038. But also, if you have any questions that might help me along, not necessarily a guest, but a question that you'd like to ask mystery guest now is your chance as well. 087-711-1038. Mystery guest, are you okay to hang around for a few more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. The Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura. Hello, mystery guest. You're still with us. Hello, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, okay, this is a tough one for sure. So, if you're just joining us, I do not know do not know who mystery guest is. I'm trying my best to work it out here. Uh, what we have learned there a few minutes ago is mystery guest is a music person has has been interviewed on Spain in the last two months. Mm-hmm. Has had music featured on Spain in the last couple of months. Uh, what else did I work out? Uh, hasn't been on telly in the last little while. Um, plays instruments. Doesn't really collab. And then in the <laughs> in the information that I learned and the nuggets of information we got, uh, mystery guest is from Kerry. Uh, their music has been featured on House Party and First Play on Spin. Now, First Play is a show that you and I present on a Friday night, Laura. Yeah. House Party is Marty Guilfoyle's dance music show on. Saturday night which is very interesting and also mystery guest uh, has blonde hair and was in a movie called was it The Lobster? The Lobster The Lobster Mm -hmm. unfortunately I have not seen The Lobster well you might be watching (laughs) it after this Jazz Um, we asked you as well to send in some questions if you want to poke a guess at who our mystery guest is or if you have any questions you'd like to ask mystery guest to help me along because I'll be honest I need them right now 087-711-1038 yeah mystery guest uh, Kevin on WhatsApp says did you give birth to Jazz and are you Jazz's mom? <laughs> <laughs> Can you confirm? That's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not true. <laughs> so okay, it's so to me. confirm, you're not Jazz's mom. Okay. That's one name off my list. Um, we got another one in from Angela. Angela says, what was your first single called? This might help you out, Jazz. This might. Yeah. Um, my first single was If I Can't Have You. If I Can't Have You. Sean Mendes. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> okay, Jazz. It's time. You need to guess who is on the phone. I, okay, honest to God, right now, and you're going to be so delighted with this, Laura. I'm really, really stumped, and I'm kind of confused as well. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just kind of give my, give what I'm thinking out here. Oh, so, you're circling. You're panicking. <laughs> so this, this is what I'm thinking, right? So the music that Mystery Guest has created was on. So House Party is what I'm focusing on here. Mm-hmm. That's Marty's dance music show on a Saturday night yeah. so so mystery guest is either so I'm thinking is either one of, of two options here is a DJ slash producer which which could which could well be or else is like a featured artist or a vocalist however in the questions I asked was there collabs do you ever collab and the answer is no so I'm thinking it's not um, a featured artist or a vocalist so that's leading me down the road of like music producer, but I'm but I'm just no names are coming to my head, and also the fact that you're from Kerry, I just I just, I don't know. That's really thrown me. <laughs> so I've been racking my brain trying to think of people, and more so DJs or producers who have blonde hair and are from Kerry, and I'm coming up short. Oh, jazz. <laughs> Oh, this so, could be Jazz's week to take the fail. I think it will be. Like, I, I have a, I have a guess, which I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. But I, 
I'm just I'm just waiting for like a last minute thought to come into my head. Well, you don't have much time, Jazz. Okay, do I get a bonus Jonas question? You can have a bonus Jonas question. We do this very rarely on Mystery Guest. We get an extra question, but Jazz, I will allow you an extra question because I'm sound. Mystery Guest, are mm-hmm. you a DJ or producer? No. Okay. <laughs> the one name I have in my head still stands. This is like a game of guess who. Oh, okay. But I, but I think it's wrong. Right, I think it's I think wrong. you need to go for the guess, Jazz. We've dragged this on far too long. Mystery guest. <laughs> I apologise if I offend you, but are you Donna Bissett? No, I'm not. No! <laughs> oh, no. No! Jazz. No! That was a good guess, though. That was a really good guess. Jazz, oh. you are joined on the line. This week's mystery guest is the one and only Emma Adele. Oh, no! <laughs> We win! Emma Adele, oh, we gosh. win! Yes! Emma Adele, I'm so sorry that I didn't get your... I didn't get... I didn't successfully guess okay. you. Uh, thank you for being mystery guest. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Oh, Laura, this is how you felt last week. I, I feel, know. I feel terrible. At least it's not someone pretending to be Emma Adele <laughs> or putting on a voice, you know? I can confirm it's the one and only Emma Adele. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, I've taken the L. Taken the L. Uh, Emma Adele, are you okay to stick with us for a few more minutes so we can have a proper chat and a catch-up? Absolutely. 100%. Amazing. with Jazz and Laura. It was Jazz's turn to guess. He guessed incorrectly. <gasps> he thought it may have been Donna Bissett, but it's not. It's the one and only Emma Adele. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, Great. Could be better, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a loss each from me and Laura. I two know. weeks on the trot. Even so, Stevens. Even Stevens. Uh, Emma Adele, thank you so much for being our mystery guest this evening. Um, like you alluded to in the clues, you have um, a lot of a lot of uh, new singles out at the moment. You've been very busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, trying. Yeah, I started releasing last November, and yeah, it's been great. Like it's just been. I suppose I was writing for so long and no one really knew my song so it's great to finally get them out there anyway Absolutely and it's 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 kind of good time in a way you know unfortunately the, the gigs aren't back at the moment but you have been really really busy writing um, you've been writing loads of stuff like have you have you kind of put together an EP yet or is it still a little bit too early for that where are you at at the moment? Yeah well I'm, I'm definitely planning an EP so I have three singles out and another one planned for very very close couple of weeks but um yeah the ep will be a little bit longer down the road i guess but yeah definitely planning it yeah definitely and like we did there Laura it has been a good time the new single is called yeah, Good Time that was no pun intended <laughs> we're going to play that uh, in, a, in a few minutes but um, yeah it's interesting because there isn't like there is a lot of there's a lot of um, great Irish dance music coming out from a lot of kind of DJs and producers but obviously you're a vocalist and you're a songwriter so what's the kind of thought process um, on your side from, from making from making kind of newer stuff dancey and uplifting and vibey? Um, yeah, I guess, like, I start writing a lot of my songs on piano, um, and it's just when I get to the production stage, it can kind of change then, and it can kind of take a life of its own, but, yeah, I guess my stuff is kind of, it's, it's more, I suppose, on the pop end of things, um, but I definitely, this one, I just really hope people do dance along. I was, like, hoping that gigs would be back by now, yeah. Yeah. and people could bop away, but look, 
hopefully very soon. Absolutely. And you've had a lot of time with lockdown, as you said, to kind of like perfect your sound and, you know, really mm. get, get into the flow of the writing process. But, you know, for kind of gigs aside, obviously gigs are on the bucket list. You know, you said you started releasing last November. So a lot of your career thus far has kind of been in lockdown. But what mm. are you kind of working towards at the moment? You know, you, we still have that, that spare time. Gigs aren't quite back yet. But what are you working towards at the moment? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm just like writing as much as possible, uh, recording and just kind of planning my next few releases. So, and I guess just trying to make presence, I suppose, across music in Ireland and just trying to get as many people as possible to hear my music. So, yeah, I hope people like this song. I'm really looking forward to seeing, I'd like to perform it live, to be honest. Yeah. That's where I'm. <laughs> and there's there's quite the team behind your new song Good Time which you will play in a minute. How was the kind of the creative process during lockdown? Was this a, a project that was that was done kind of post lockdown were you able to meet up or was there a lot of a lot of zooming to be done? Yeah, I was lucky it was kind of post lockdown so I, I recorded this uh, I wrote the song in March during lockdown. One day I was trying to like forget we were in lockdown basically. Yeah. And then I recorded it in Diffusion Lab with and Nassim Mazzelli and Chris uh, that works in Diffusion Lab and it was just such a great experience like it was just so fun to be in person yeah definitely definitely after the year that we've had we're going to play the song in a sec but before that one of your clues was that you were in a film called (laughs) The Lobster what is all this about I've been looking up like the cover art and stuff of it here so what's the story with this that's so random so like I used to do a lot of musical theatre when I was a teenager and uh, I randomly went for this audition when I was, I don't know, I can't remember what age, but I ended up being in The Lobster. It's like, um, it was an Irish film and uh, I just said I'd throw that in there. Just in case you'd ever seen it. (laughs) So what sort of part was it? Yeah, who did you play in The Lobster? Were you The Lobster? (laughs) No, I was not. (laughs) I had like, Quite, like I had a smaller role but everyone had like different names like it was it's kind of like it was like a sci-fi film um, but my name was what was my name it was random it was like nosebleed woman <laughs> <laughs> woman with nosebleed yeah. and I presume I presume you're you're credited in the end of the film as as that yeah yeah no like that was that was everyone had th- those names like um, no, I think the only the, the main character was Colin Farrell so he was the only person that had a name in the film as far as I'm aware <laughs> yeah Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss or Rachel yeah Rachel yeah, Weiss yeah. yeah she was in it as well yeah. that's so, so cool. cool I want to watch it that's, this weekend now I want to look for you <laughs> I know, I'll probably look so different. I was so much younger. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Uh, Emma Adele, thank you so much for being our mystery guest uh, this evening Uh, on the Zoo Crew. Great to have you and great to chat. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. It was so much fun. And we are buzzed to play the new single. Do you want to go ahead and introduce it? (laughs) I will. Um, My name is Emma Adele and this is my new single, Good Time on Spin. Thanks so much, Emma. We'll chat to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Here we go. Good time on spin. Cutting back on one time. Try to see the whole night. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Welcome to Casa Spin, episode number five. My name is Marty Guilfoyle and this is Tara Walsh. (laughs) And we are, of course, joined on the line by Anton Danieluk. Anton, how are you? 
I thought you looked very different. <laughs> must be the sun. You must must have a t- you must have a tan going on or yeah, something. I we, couldn't put my finger on it. We're after having a heat wave in Ireland. We've got a bit of a tan going on. That's all it is. Yeah, I didn't go to the gym for two hours one day, and I was after just shrinking in size. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, thought you looked, I thought you looked a little bit more muscular, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Anything's an improvement. Uh, my name is Jazz and this is Laura. How Lovely are you? Lovely to meet you. How are you? I'm very well, guys. It's nice to meet you too. Uh, it's so great to have you. Well, first of all, congratulations. Your first book is coming out next week, 50 Steps to the Best Version of Yourself. Are you buzzing? I'm absolutely, I, I can't explain it. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Um, this book deal has been in the process since January 2020 but obviously you may notice there was a national global pandemic going on so things were things were held things were held back a little bit and so it's just exciting to finally get it get it out there totally yeah I've always wondered right so when I go on holidays I love bringing a book to the pool are you allowed books in Love Island no you're not you're not allowed books in Love Island at all no books no music um nothing nothing it's just wow. you, yourself, and your soon-to-be friends to entertain yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard life over there, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's hard <laughs> uh, Before we begin as well, I know we mentioned Marty and Tara there. Of course, Cast yeah. Spin is going to be on the way. But now's your chance. If you want to get anything off your chest, like you're with us now, Marty and Tara aren't oh, yeah. here. Like, are they annoying you? Are they a pain in the hole? Like, is this, is this a big stress every week? Like, what don't you like about Marty and Tara? <laughs> you can lay it on us and we won't tell. <laughs> you're putting me on the spot there. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, um, actually, the two of them are great. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not just saying that because this is going to get recorded and they're probably watching in the background. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> they are genuinely great easy to work with and I'm joining every minute of the Casa Spin programme. Okay, so even if Casa Spin was just a two-person house and you can only have either Martin or Tara, would you, who would you pick? <laughs> who would you couple up with? Here we go. Who would I couple up with? You've, had, you've had your alone time with Tara for the last yes. couple of weeks. So now, yeah. now Marty's going to yeah. be the bombshell I, coming I back. Feel, yeah, yeah I, feel I feel I put my eggs in one basket with Tara, you know. <laughs> and then Marty's, Marty's, Marty's went away to Casa more. Is he going to come back with someone? This is a big oh, question. Yeah. Mar- Marty strategically is more my type on paper, really. Goes to the gym. <laughs> We've got a lot in common. But he's went yeah. away on this lad's holiday and I just don't know <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. Okay, we won't tell them that you picked well, you picked Marty. We won't tell Tara. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little bit more time to change your mind. Yeah, but, totally. But but back to the book. So yeah. when did the idea initially sure. come for the book and, and how long has it been in the process of creation now that it's almost out? Yes, yeah, so pretty much before Love Island, um I was in the fitness industry for 10 years near enough um, since I was 17, I've been doing fitness. Fitness completely changed my life. Um, and for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to help motivate and inspire as many people as possible. And when the opportunity of Love Island came about, it was never about going on and being a reality star. That's that's not what I wanted or about the fame. It was about creating a platform and then being able to get my message across to as many people as possible. And when I came out of Love Island, we got the opportunity. I had a meeting with Bloomsbury who are um, Harry Potter's publisher. Um, so when I had to meet with the guys, they, um, the 
the boy Matthew loved loved my story, loved in the meeting, and um, yeah, we obviously got in the process of putting the book together. Yeah, I really like the way it's kind of divided out. Like you've got like some recipes in there. You've got it's all about your fitness, your lifestyle, relationships. Was there anything when you yeah. were writing this book that you kind of maybe wanted to put in and left out, or vice versa? Was there something that you put in and maybe took out? No, I literally believe that I put everything in there that will make you love your best life. Um, I think when people think of me, they always think of the fitness guy. And I've seen a lot of articles about the book and people are saying, oh, Anton Daniel looks bringing out a fitness and um, well-being manual. But it's just a lot more than that. I mean, there's about relationships in there. I mean, I'm giving advice on relationships. What's going on? That's a bad day. <laughs> That's a bad day. But no, I'm giving some advice on relationships, workload, because like I said, I've been business since I was 16 years old um, so yeah just uh, literally all the steps that I believe to live the best version of yourself and obviously the fitness side of things and as well the nutrition side of things has got to be in there because it is a massive part of living your best life. Yeah. yeah definitely and nutrition kind of is naturally a massive part of Love Island as well and when me and Laura were watching your season of Love Island oh, there yeah. is one moment of it sure. that we always talk about we always refer to it's hands down our favourite <laughs> moment. It's my favourite Love Island moment of all time I think we reference this at least once a week <sighs> around dinner time. And and again, I'm sure this is covered in the book under the recipe section, but is the recipe section in the book just about spaghetti carbonara? Because we know that you were so good <laughs> at making it on the day to prepare the dinner. Yeah, yeah um, so basically it's not so much recipes that are in the book. I have basically put together a guide of how to work out how many calories you should be eating. And I, I basically say in the book, I'm like, look, you might have the off days where at the weekend you know you're going out with friends, you're going to be having that, that meal out, you're going to have that glass of wine, whatever it may be. So what you would do then is you would, rather than think of your calories on a daily basis, think of them on a more weekly basis. So say, for example, you might be eating about 2,000 calories a day. I would say, right, if you know you're going out the weekend, maybe eat 1,800 calories a day all week, and then you've saved an extra 1,000 calories for that meal out on top of what you would normally eat. So, um, yeah, it's all about creating a lifestyle rather than a fad diet for me. Yeah, yeah that's really, that's really really important. I want to talk a little bit more about like reality TV. So, obviously, you were, you were in a show a little bit before Love Island. You've done Love Island. Is there any other shows that maybe you have your eye on or are you kind of happy to, to say, I've done, I've done reality TV now, it's on to bigger and better things? Yeah, um, I've actually, I'm going to be flying out to a destination on the 3rd of September to film another reality TV show. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I can't reveal exactly what that is just yet. Um, look, I'm a big believer in don't bite the hand that fed you. And reality TV has been good to me and it's given me a massive, massive profile. Um, did I initially think that I would go on Love Island and then want to jump from reality show to reality show? Probably not. But when I came off of Love Island, there was a lot of people saying, you know, you made the show this year, you were funny, you were this, you were that. And yeah, I mean, if I'm if people felt I'm good at it and I'm I'm coming across the way I want to come across and it's going to enhance my profile, why not? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see what that's going to be. I'm really excited now. Yeah, for sure. Big things coming for sure. But another yeah. thing that's got, that you have gone for you as well is the podcast as well. So sure. how how has that been? You're really you've your finger is in a lot of pies here. Yeah, and I like it. It's like a jack yeah. of all trades, but you're also mastering all the trades as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, when I when I went into Love Island, for me, I, I talk about this, and I, I'm honest. I always was open and honest. It was always a business move for me. I didn't go into Love Island to find love. Um, it's just the bottom line, and I'll I'll be openly honest about that. Um, I knew it was a massive career opportunity, and it, it did come to me. So I was never ever going to come off the show and just mess about. I was always going to get my hands dirty and continue to work and um, yeah I think when um, we came off obviously my mum became a massive star in her own right mm -hmm. as well and we got the opportunity to have our podcast people wanted to know more about us and yeah we're just enjoying um, we're enjoying putting that together we're currently putting together our second series of that and um, but we want to make it a little bit more focused towards um, mental health, well-being, and actually give people real value for listening rather than just talking a load of rubbish. Yeah, but that's fair. Like, you know, a lot, like you said, I, I, you know what? I appreciate the honesty of being like, I went in there for me yeah. and to expand my profile and stuff, which is like, let's be honest, it's definitely on pretty much everyone's minds as yeah. well. Yep. Not everyone is brave enough to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah. No, well, I, I want to say that even when I was in there, I was never making false promises to anyone. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, they were getting towards the end. I was like, look, we need to see what it was like when we come out because our lives are going to drastically change. Did I ever fake my emotions for anyone? No, I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't mm. um I wouldn't kid them to like someone. If I didn't, I got on with Belle very well. Um, we tried to see how it was going to work on the outside and it was just didn't because your lives are so busy when you come out. I was in I did 85 PAs in 90 days. Oh, so wow. I never even seen her wow. for like 90 days. And I was just like, what's the point in this? Um, yeah. And then we just we called it a day and, and we'd remain civil. Yeah. So I don't okay. see any harm that's done and we've both benefited their lives. So yeah, exactly. Like some people went in and, and found love with a person. You found love with business and that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that is why I'm single. Still I, single. I was going to say, like, I love the relationship that you have with your mum. I just think it's really important. Yep. And I, I've often wondered, like, you know, when you start, like, dating and, you know, you go on dates and maybe there might come a time when you want to introduce someone to your mom. Is there, is, are they almost, yep. like, nervous because they know how close you two are? Is totally. there, like, is your, is your mom kind of like a tough nut to crack sometimes? <laughs> very, very tough. I mean, like, my mum is my biggest critic, but at the same time, no one's good enough for a boy. Like it's literally the case. I mean, <laughs> I mean when I when I, when I had my first love at sixteen, she expected the girl to cook, to clean, to iron, to make food, everything. She expected her, and this this poor girl's only fifteen years old. You know? um, so I couldn't even make pot so, noodle at fifteen. Um, she, yeah, yeah. Um, so my mum just wants, um, you know, the right person for me that's going to support me. And, and guide me but I find it hard because at the end of the day like my mum is such a massive part of the family and I see the way she you know she's a businesswoman she cooks she cleans she does everything she's such a independent person and I think that's why my standards are so high and someone yeah definitely so yeah. what would happen then if you fell in love with someone head over heels and you were like you know yeah. what she's yeah. the one but you brought her home yep. to mom and your mom was like, nah, Anton, I'm, I'm not buying it. What would happen then? Would you trust your gut or would you like respect your mom's opinion? I respect my mom's opinion 100%. Yeah. That's wow. the way it would be. It's happened before. It's happened before. Um, so, yeah, just I, I, I've been through so much. My mum's mom, got my best interest at heart yeah. and I know she wouldn't do me wrong. And if she's seen something that I didn't see, 
then I would, I would trust her instinct. And she does the same with me with um, people that come into our lives. We've had many of, I've had friends over the years and mum goes, I don't know what it is about them. I just can't put my finger on it, but they're not good. And then it's always turned out that they, something's happened and she was right. So I trust my mum's instinct. And some people think her relationship's weird. I genuinely couldn't mm. care less because at the end of the day, she's my rock. She's yeah. done everything for me my whole life. I don't mean that in like a spoiled way in terms of she makes me work and she She's pushed me hard. She got me yeah. into the gym when I was overweight. She got me, technically, she got me on Love Island with her distance. Um, yeah, so I, I trust her opinion on everything. Well, mummies do know best, don't they? Gotta trust them. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about love, we noticed you're doing a little bit of work with Tinder at the moment. How is finding love going? Are you allowed to spill any beans? Um, Who's been sliding in those DMs, Anton? Anyone we might know? Well, Besides Marty Guilfoyle, of all course. I'm gonna... <laughs> Guys, all I'm going to say is hashtag ad. <laughs> you're just seeing, you're just seeing the the bills and the stuff of cash. You're like, just give it to me, just give it to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but doing that. that, are you getting any like exclusive sure. features on Tinder? You know, if they're like, you know, as like. You know, you'll get your fee or whatever, but are they giving you any perks? Being like, oh, Anton, we'll give you a hundred free swipes this month or well, as well, just for uh, just for working with us. No, no, not at all. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't really work like that. You've just got to do your. You get obviously an itinerary of exactly what you have to do, how long you need to spend on that, the posts you have to do, and I've literally just done that because I'm not going to find the right person on Tinder at the end of the day, especially when it's like I feel that because it's like Swipe Island. Um, and it was always related to Love Island. Swipe, get all, Swipe all, Island. All, that's what it's called, Swipe Island. So they're obviously the sponsor of Love Island this year. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, it's just going to be little, it's going to be fangirls that are on it. So it's yeah. not going to be the right person. And I don't want someone like that. I want a low key person that preferably doesn't even know who I am and doesn't care who I am. Yeah, yeah, that's good. No, I'm, I'm really appreciating your honesty yeah. right now. You're 100% it's really you're refreshing, raw, isn't and, it's, it? and that's I'm, the way it is. I'm, Amazing. I've always, I've always been honest, and I'm just like I'll be 100 percent honest with everyone. Sometimes too honest, and uh, yeah, that's just the way I've been brought up. I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully yeah. your honesty will carry into what we're about to do now. We have a, a feature sure. on our show called Flush or Float. It's very self-explanatory. We'll give you a topic, and you either flush it or float it. If you flush, you're not having it. You don't agree with it, or if you let it float, then yeah, we're all good. Cool, got you. Alrighty. Topic number one: haggis. Float. Yeah. It's nice. I've had it. I, was, I, I went to Edinburgh and I tried it and I really liked it. It's yeah, it's so good. And then even the, the, the in the chip shops, you can get, um, you know, battered haggis. It's so good. Oh. So good. I need to go over to a chipper. No, I've never <laughs> had it, but it's certainly on my yeah. list of weird things to eat. I've eaten like brain tacos yeah. and stuff, but haggis is on the list for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> uh, okay, topic number two. Wearing socks in bed. Oh, uh, flush. Even, Sorry, on, what, even thought, on a really cold night though, Anton, what if it's really cold? Oh, no, I hate it. I just I hate having, <laughs> like, I actually hate having clothes on in bed. Maybe a little bit too much information. But, <laughs> do you sleep uh, in the I nip? Like sleep in the nip. I, I do, I do. Do you, not, do you not find that, was some, like, and I do the odd time, but do you not find, like, it's a little bit annoying sometimes? Things just get a little bit too loose. <laughs> Nothing, nothing gets loose around me, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and I, I feel like this, this next question may already be answered, but topic number three, getting Randy on telly. <laughs> uh, flush, flush. I suppose, mom is watching. Um, yeah. No, I just, do you know what? I just think that that's something that will um, always be with you. And mm, one yeah. of my big things is, again, to motivate and inspire people. So I can't really contradict myself by, you know, promoting health and well-being to kids and I'm ha- either, you know, having sex on TV. I just don't think it would be right. That's yeah, true. That is, yeah, that is true. Very, very true. And actually, answer us this then. When you were on Love Island, now more so obviously in the nights when you were in the bed, like alone at, yeah. at like crossover times, yeah. did you sleep naked in, in the bed in no. those nights or was that fully great? No. in there on Love Island? You're not alone. You're not allowed to do that. That's part of your like the rules before you go in because obviously right. you need to respect your course, your yeah. fellow islanders. Yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. know because if they woke up and just seen things in their own way, it wouldn't be right. They don't want to see any unseen bits. That's for Saturday night. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't want, they don't need to be seen that. No. <laughs> Uh, well, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Anton, thank you so much for chatting to us on the Zoo Crew. We can't wait to see what you have next in line and best of luck with the podcast and all the other pots that your fingers are in. No yeah. doubt you'll be busy over the next little while. So thanks for chatting yeah, to us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. The Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura.